0: Gira can hit them. Did! What a goal! By Zoltan Gira!
1: And still Baptista, yes! It's Kabai! It's fantastic!
2: One front, David Villar! Oh, great finish!
0: He's done just that, he scored! Jadimio's done it! Jakubu making another glimpse of goal here!
2: Hello and welcome to the Streets Don't Forget podcast. I'm your host, Dan Mountney, and as always, I'm joined by my wonderful co-hosts. Two men who instigated the loudest Everton boo of all time following their decision to take 10
0: points off the toffees. It's Ben Woolley and Harry Martinez. (laughs) Oh, mate, I want to be at Goodison when that boo hits at the end of the season. I want to orchestrate it, like just stand in the middle and just, you know, perfectly arrange the greatest Everton boo. (laughs) I
3: want him to bring out the three tenors to really give it some, some gravity. Oh, mate,
0: yeah, give it some vibrato.
2: <laughs> the Everton Orchestra. <laughs> Please. Well, let's start. I've actually got something about Everton. And I think I've been made aware of one of the maddest sliding doors moments in the history of football, and I need to tell you about it. Now, before I tell you, I have to give a shout out to the Quickly Kevin Willie, Score 90s Football Podcast, because this is where I heard this, but it's so good, I have to tell you. So, stick with me on this, it's quite lengthy. Way back in 1995, Everton played Tottenham in an FA Cup semi-final. Everton were leading 2-1 and the game was set for a grandstand finish when in the 67th minute, Everton's Paul Rideout went down injured and left the field to receive treatment. While this was happening, manager Joe Royal sent out Daniel Amakachi to warm up. Amakachi had other ideas and in- instead substituted himself onto the pitch in place of Rideout, who by this time was ready to come back on. Oh okay. <laughs> Amakachi then scored twice to secure a 4-1 win and a place in the final for the Toffees and they went on to beat Man United 1-0 to win the 1995 FA Cup. Okay?
3: Right. Without knowing
2: it, Amakachi had set in motion one of football's great sliding doors moments. Earlier that year, the FA had asked the band The Farm for permission to use All Together Now as the official England song for Euro 96 to which, of course, they agreed. But, one of the Everton supporting members of the band had, without the knowledge of his other bandmates, recorded All Together Now for Everton as the club's FA Cup final song for 1995. The FA then decided they couldn't use the song for Euro 96 and instead commissioned none other than Badil, Skinner and the Lightning Seeds to make the tournament song. And thus, Three Lions was born and the rest is history. But, Without Daniel Amakachi deciding to sub himself on in the 1995 FA Cup semi final, the greatest football song of all time may never have existed. How mad is that? That is ridiculous. Hell of a journey. Yeah.
0: Hell of a journey.
3: Can you the, imagine
0: somebody subbing themselves to on? sub
3: yourself on, yeah, by the way. And yeah. then <laughs> score
2: twice. And then score twice.
3: Do we reckon it was mean, one of those, no. at least he's backed it up moments? But...
0: Oh, absolutely. But without him, we could have had no three lions. In the years to come, do you reckon that Kepa refusing to come off is going to be the prod- the product of, like, Shakira's next World Cup song?
2: <laughs> I don't know how we're going to and leave that. I really that. hope it does. I really
0: hope it does. <laughs> well, In I
3: What are they adding players deciding to make substitutions to Football Manager? Because <laughs> yeah. my head's going to go...
0: Yeah, I'm, f- I'm fed up of the assistant asking me. He- I, I want to ask my backup right-back what he thinks of the team.
3: No, mate, your backup right-back's just subbing himself on. You don't get a say. Fair enough. You, you mentioned
2: Shakira i then bring him there, back I have off. To, um, I-, I, have to- I have to mention this. Did you see the Sergio Ramos greatest moment of shithousery ever when he handed out the award to Shakira, obviously, whose ex-husband is yep. hated centre-back partner, mm-hmm. Gerard Pique? How yeah, good is he- that? Got- he got
3: all the Brilliant. pictures with her and stuff brilliant
2: brilliant
3: oh could you like it would be it would be better if pk actually gave a shit, but
2: yeah true. Looks like he's moved on yeah on the topic of houses harry i believe you are going to be handing out the anti-carol of the week award this
0: week yes yes and i'd like to start us with a question um what would you do if you were 7-0 up at
3: halftime what's going through your head uh, I'm taking off both my full-backs and putting on two more attacking midfielders, a la Sha- uh, Shakhtar, Shakhtar like eight years year ago.
0: Yeah. <laughs> this is it. I think we've all got a bit of the Andy Carroll mentality that elite athletes have of just keep going. And I think this week's award is only fitting of the man, Didier Deschamps for encouraging the French team at 7 up to go and break the record for the highest scoreline in Eurocomp history. So, the award is Didier Deschamps for acting like Andy Kaz.
3: And never stopping. Words I
0: never thought I'd hear. Words I never thought I'd hear.
3: See, it, it makes sense because the only castle award is when you do something good despite being utterly garbage at your exactly. job. Exactly, this is f- crap. Exactly.
0: I think it's just only Andy Carroll's spirit th- flowing through that man. What, they, do they, you, they, do they you beat think Gibraltar
2: fourteen nil? Didn't they? Yeah. yeah, they did. Yeah.
3: What? This is. When are we getting Gibraltar versus San Marino? When are we yeah. having the toilet bowl?
2: It's what yeah, the people want to see. It really is. Why
3: don't they the have a friendly game? Should just qualify for the knockouts of the next
0: World Cup. <laughs> yeah, true. Going back, how do you think Didier Deschamps says Pano chocolat, given what we think of Andy oh, we're Oh, we're not doing this again. <laughs> we're not doing this again.
2: Let's, <laughs> no, Probably, no, let's, I imagine, with him being French on. and all
3: that. Let's move on. Well, I still
2: think
0: he gets it wrong.
2: On the topic of goals, I want to show you a goal that I saw going around Twitter this week. I don't know whether you've seen it, and if you haven't, it's going to be even better, because I want your live reaction. So last week, Burton Albion legend Dale Anderson sadly passed away at the age of just 44. And to mark his tragic death, the club posted a clip of a goal he scored way back in 2001 against Hucknall. And I promise you, it's one of the greatest goals I have ever seen in my life.
3: Oh, go on, lad! Oh, lovely turn! Oh, okay. Oh, he's still going. How he got that much space, by the way? God, I oh, love it. <laughs> love it.
1: <laughs> oh, the week. Oh, see, you oh,
3: My days. How, this, how good a is that? Goal. That's a solo goal. <laughs> is, I don't ever see that. Know,
0: what, that reminds me MC... um, of that Zlatan goal for Ajax, he just keeps beating men. I mean,
3: that, that, he, uh, that's he was playing against a Dutch half first half,
2: division that. team. He was playing against a team called Hucknall, who I've never heard of before. <laughs> but <what laughs> I mean, my
3: favorite is. bit is—is is, obviously a great run—is that he breaks into the opposition half, and the, the nearest man to him is on his team.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Where
2: is they the an expected match? <laughs> uh, and of course, it, it goes without saying that uh, our thoughts obviously go out to Dale's family, friends and, and everyone at Burton Albion Football Club at, at this difficult time. But I think that that goal is a wonderful way to remember his life. I was my my jaw was on the floor when I first saw it. Unbelievable.
0: So the R9 of non-league.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. We'll go with that. Ben, the R9 of non-league. Ben, give us. A start one, bench one, sell one, place to conclude this segment before we I was going to say,
3: well, speaking of uh, co-comparing some lofty players, I've got okay. a- something for us. I want a goal-scoring midfield option for you.
2: Oh, three wow.
3: three scintillating good. talents from around Europe.
2: This will be Lampard Gerrard and somebody else.
3: <laughs> no, I've I've ignored the, the Lampard Gerrard debate because I feel like we've no. had this a million times. Yeah, and Paul Scholes isn't in it. He's not, thank for that. Uh, I want you to start one, bench one, sell one of Tony Kroos, Cesc Fabregas and Claudio Marquisio.
2: Right, well I'm selling Marquisio immediately. Yeah, I'm going right. Cruz, Fabregas, Marquisio. Pro- oh, oh. I'm going to go... If, if, so you're saying purely goal scoring here?
3: Nah, just, just put them in. In the order you want them.
2: Do you know in terms what of quality start, of player. Start Fabregas, bench Kroos, sell Marquisio. Yeah, don't okay. think Marquessio is at the two level there. Absolutely not. And if, if if you you started it with goal scoring midfielder, and when it comes to scoring goals, Fabregas is the best midfielder for the job. So,
3: rogue who Who is isn't named Frank Lampard? To be fair,
0: was um was Marquezio part of the two thousand and six Italy team that won the World Cup? Probably not. Like maybe,
2: I maybe he wouldn't have played, would he? I imagine he was probably a bit too young. I think he retired. Uh, surely quite young, too young. Which throws kind of how long you think he was. Yeah, his first cap for Italy was 2009. So. no, oh, right. Well,
0: anyway, he's the only man that hasn't won a World Cup.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Fabric has played as a Bless striker, him. though, didn't he? Yeah, too young. He didn't in, he <laughs> didn't mean, in that World
3: Spain Cup. Team, yeah. That spring team didn't need a recognised striker. Wonderful stuff.
2: Oh, and before, sorry, before, I was about to move on to the main part of the episode, but. Skelberstale United, we've been waiting for, oh, for a yes. weeks now. Uh, two draws in the past couple of weeks for Pascal Chimbonda's boys. 3-3 against Chadderton and 2-2 against Pilkington. In both games, they scored injury time equalisers. So there's a, there's a fight and a character there now with Skelberstale. He's, he's I'm, I'm, giving I'm, the I'm fans
3: some entertaining games. And what more can you ask for as a fan?
0: Probably three points. You know, oh, yeah, I just, like, come on. I just, um, I just played Skelmersdale on Football Manager with the team I am. Uh, why are you not managing Skelmersdale?
3: I don't know why. You I think should jump away from Pascal, mate.
0: Maybe,
2: yeah, yeah that's true. true. That's true. Well, if I see the job come up, I'll apply for it. Yeah, when Pascal gets, well, Pascal won't get sacked, but if Pascal decides to move to a club higher up the leagues because his burgeoning managerial reputation forces him to, please go to Skelmersdale.
0: I'd really he like him to just... renew a, you know. Dreadlock right-back rivalry and see Mario Melchior also manage the rivals in the league.
3: Speaking of random non-league out moments, though, you remember a couple of years ago when Stevenage didn't get relegated because... uh, Was it Macclesfield? Macclesfield. That's the one. I've somehow found a worse reason for not going down. Uh, So we're going to the the South African second tier for a moment. Oh, boy. (laughs) And a team named Black Leopards FC from last year. Yes. They finished bottom of the league. Right? Stone dead last. And the reason they didn't go down is because they went to another team in their league and said, Hey, lads. uh, You know that permit you have to play in this league? Can we buy it off you? What? And and for some reason, so the way the, the league system works in South Africa is... To stop you being non-league, you have a permit to play in the the formalised pyramid. And you obviously lose that if you go down. So they went to another team in their league who finished like five places above them and were safe. And said, we'll buy your permit off you and you go down (laughs) instead. And they f***ing agreed.
2: That is insane. That Everton should have tried it. They needed the money.
3: Your, Your head must explode if you're a fan of that team and you're like, you know what? We were tipped to be in a relegation battle, we've stayed up, and then you find out the club have sold it and you're now non league anyway.
0: They've, what's they've, the point they've of the sold
2: season? Their
3: way to a relegation?
0: <laughs> it's yeah. What is the point of the season?
3: I don't know how much they got for it, but I hope it was in the millions.
2: If you're if you're a player in that dressing room and the chairman comes in and he says to you, I've got some bad news, boys, we've been relegated because I've sold our permit.
3: What are you <laughs> what's your reaction gonna be? He's going to have come oh, in and been like, oh, bad news, boys. We've been relegated. Everyone's like, what the f- are you talking about? We finished like 14th.
0: <laughs> you should just be traded. Like the whole team should just
3: swap. Yeah, <laughs> like, the players
0: go to the other team. Yeah,
2: I yeah. like that. I like that. Did Did you find this out because you've been watching Zealand's football matches? 100. Yeah, I thought so. I thought so. When you said black, was it are they, what are they call black leopards? Black leopards.
3: Yeah. yeah. Also, the South African league does have some great team names. He mentioned it. I was like, I've got to look this up. This is. Wild,
2: yeah, that is insane. I, I'd love to see it happen in England. Can you imagine the uproar?
3: Oh, imagine if, oh, can you like last day drama? You think you've stayed up and then you find out some team has just pinched your permit anyway. Oh, like, man, imagine, be fun. imagine oh.
0: when Sunderland got relegated, they just bought Newcastle's permit. <laughs>
3: oh that, man
0: yeah I know that's that's going to lead to riots across the city can you imagine yeah, <laughs> First,
3: up the, like, how about for your permit lads but yeah 7 billion pounds
0: Mike Ashley would have sold are you joking
3: <laughs> Wait, Mike Ashley's delivering it in a giant sports direct mug
0: <laughs> <laughs> here's your permit lads comes with a free mug
2: That was that was that was a good start to the episode. Let's move on and let's talk about some streets won't forget games. We've been wanting to do this for a while but the games that stick in your mind for their brilliance or moments of madness and I think there is probably only one place to start. Reading
3: 5, Arsenal 7. <laughs> this this game was ridiculous for like seven different reasons ironically. Like for the first one, we were 4-0 down at one point.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah. Way to Reading. Yeah. I just remember the was...
0: video of the bloke leaving at half-time.
3: And you're sitting there, you're like, oh my god, Magic of the Cup this. Well, everyone except Arsenal fans is going, Magic of the Cup this. And we think, here we go, we've bottled another one. We're going to be hearing about this for weeks. And then it explodes into maybe the best comeback I've ever seen. Oh, yeah.
2: I remember I was out playing football, like training or a match or something. And obviously the game was happening at the same time. And I, I remember getting back in the car and putting the the radio, fucking what was it? Five live talks or whatever it was on. And I'm thinking we're going to be you know, maybe one nil up. It might be nil <laughs> nil. The radio comes on and I hear the scarcely believable Reading for Arsenal nil. And I, I couldn't <laughs> believe what I was hearing. I, We'd put out like a genuinely like half decent team, and Reading weren't doing well at the time, and we were somehow four nil down. I just and then the craziest game just unfolded.
0: Yeah, spearheaded by Theo Walcott, wasn't it? Yeah, he got. Ha-
2: all, of, <laughs> all of his goals were scored in injury time as well, which I, I really yeah, enjoyed. The
3: game, the game finished four all at like full time, so obviously goes into. To extra time, and then they're not done with the antics because then there's another like four goals scored in a, in, a, in extra time. So, yeah,
2: uh, at full time it was four all, and they ended up finishing seven five. <laughs> incredible! It's one of those games where you just think, This is why I love football. It's just, you see, on football manager. Yeah, and you just can't believe what you're seeing. Schumach scoring twice as well. Where's <laughs> that come from? Where's that come from? It's not hard to go tally, in
3: and this it yeah. epitomises what a streets won't forget game should be because obviously it's a good one, but in the grand scheme of things, it means f- all as well. Like this wasn't yeah, a final. True. This Agreed. changed the out- the out like uh, the outcome of the competition by nothing.
2: Yeah, None of these teams round. involved but on
3: in to win it. Yeah, yeah a so Yeah. <laughs> It's a game that had absolutely no right to be as good as it was, and it was ridiculous.
0: Yeah, one of those crazy cup games that you think, what the f*** was
2: that?
3: It is what what the cups are good for, isn't it? The magic of the cup gives you these streets won't forget moments.
2: Yeah, the other memorable bit that I think makes the game stand out as well is obviously all the madness happened. Arsenal equalised in the 96th minute to make it 4 all. But what Francis Coquelin and Olivier Giroud didn't realise was the game was going to extra time. So they threw their shirts into the crowd and then they were informed <laughs> we've got
0: another half an hour, lads. And they had to go and get them back.
3: You don't <laughs> see that at
0: all. It's so good. That's so funny. Imagine being that kid who's just caught and he's like, oh my god, I've got Giroud's shirt and Giroud walks up. Can I have that back, mate? The <laughs> other thing I love about
2: this is that if, after watching this game, you'd have said to me, in 10 years' time, Emi Martinez is going to go on and be not just a World Cup winner, but put in one of the best goalkeeping performances ever in a World Cup, I would have laughed you out of the room. He was so bad that night. Unbelievably yeah. bad. There was one yeah. where he, like, dived forward and somehow pushed it over his own head into the net. I don't, I don't know how, but he did. And I he was so I was looking at him and thinking, not a chance this kid's gonna make it. How Honestly, wrong I was.
3: He was so bad in this game, he wasn't even Emmy, he was Damien. Oh yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. This which was, is, which was is a, yeah. A mad thing if anyone doesn't know about this. Like, oh my days.
2: Yeah. I mean to I, be fair, um... the back four in front of him of Laura Koscielny, Johan Juru, Carl Jenkinson, and a bloke called Ignacy Miguel doesn't oh, really require yes. much confidence. Ignacy Miguel. I, I did say I did say the Arsenal team was quite strong. I've just looked at some of the names. Maybe not. Frimpong started in midfield.
3: <laughs> the, it was strong in that it was Walcott and Giroud, and that was about yeah. it.
2: Junaid Mead and Thomas Eisfeld came on. Like what? Is oh it? yes. One of
3: the most remarkable nights in the history of this competition. Arsenal through to the quarterfinals of the League Cup. But only after being
2: 4-0 down and only after one heck of a struggle here with Reading. a Theo
3: Walcott hat-trick in the end helping to get them through with the help of a second goal from Marouane Shamak to clinch it right at the death. But Reading, who were 4-0 up in the first half, will wonder how on earth this game
0: slipped away. Can I offer you two of my favourite Streets Won't Forget games that happened oh. on the same day? Same day? Same day. Okay. Sunday, the 4th of October, 2020. COVID times, obviously. We're all sat, you know. Whether we're in lockdown at this point, I'm not sure. But we were introduced... Oh, I was, I was watching the football Bundesliga.
3: Football. Sorry, mate.
0: Yes, yeah, true. <laughs> Starting off the day, we got to watch Tottenham, Ripper, bar Man United at Old Trafford with the 6-1. Yes. At which point I was like, oh, what a yes. crazy day of football. I messaged my mate going, you watch. Villa will be." Liverpool suddenly like 7-2 right now. And Villa went on and won 7-2 against Liverpool at home the same day. Absolutely did not happen, but
2: okay. It was the same day. No, I mean you saying it was going to finish 7-2. Oh, I've got a message <laughs> to <laughs> send, me the I yeah, send sure you the picture. I can send you the screenshot, will. mate. Okay, okay. All right, well, um, You
3: dig out the receipts and we'll talk about these games.
2: If you did say that, I'm going to claim that you're involved in some kind of match fixing.
3: <laughs> and we're getting relegated to a different podcast. Maybe no, I am no Italian, Italian after all. Syndicates. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think man. What's,
0: what adds to this is that original 6-1 the uh, where Tottenham won. Uh, there's there's a thing that goes around Man United fans where they they get a player in and if he's good in spells, they refer to him now as COVID Tony. Because apparently during COVID, Anthony Marshall could play really well in front of no fans. As soon as fran- fans came back, he was sh- well, this 6-1 where Tottenham won, the man got sent off. So, I don't know what the f*** they're talking about.
2: <laughs> the, the thing about the, the COVID times is, they're looking back at it now, there were some bonkers games.
0: But they Mental, are just yeah. forgotten because nobody cared. Because no one was there. It's just, yeah. literally, yeah. you remember nothing about the game. I just remember yeah. these two games and thinking, what a day of football. But no, thing that was there.
3: the most from the COVID times isn't even... The actual football on the pitch. It's just that you could hear what the players and the coaches. Yeah, were yeah that reach, was yeah. the best. Bit. And it made it so much better. And the cardboard <laughs> so cutout
0: like, of fans around stadiums. Oh, they used to. Oh fall. yeah, they were so yeah, funny. They were awful. So funny. You'd have some bloke's head that was like ten times the size of his nan next to him. who's like tiny.
3: <laughs> oh, those crowd pictures. We should bring those back. United, right? have, United have always got a, just a blowout loss in them, though, don't they? Once a season, where you, yeah. they just yeah. get battered. It's like you can, you know, that City are going to lose some random game they shouldn't by like three goals. You yeah. know, get blown out by someone. Arsenal at have home. an inevitable away loss to some like relegation candidate team. Yeah, yeah.
0: You get smacked at home by like Liverpool seven nil, Brentford four nil. You know, Tottenham six one. There's a there's evidence of it. You just see it happening, but. To have Ben Villa beat the champions at the time and you know, the unbeatable team that was um, Liverpool, and they went 7-2. <laughs> I remember watching that game and I was thinking, it's not even Adrian who's the problem here. The, the,
3: Villa were just running through them. It was like no one was there. It Hilarious. Liverpool, Liverpool, this isn't the first time this has happened to them, because there's another one I was going to mention about them, which you both will probably remember quite fondly, and it's Gerrard's last game oh yeah and you think oh swan song moment for him they're gonna clap him off he's gonna ride off into the sunset <laughs> and then stoke absolutely not. score f- six goals and absolutely put him to the sword and it was brilliant
0: well wasn't the half-time score something ridiculous as well like weren't liverpool two one up or uh, one nil up sorry no, the
3: half-time score was five nil to stoke
0: 5 0. I knew 5. it was one way or the other, where they either had to keep Gerard on or they were bringing him on or something like that. And he was either getting battered or was part of the battering.
3: Honestly. And then you start looking at the Stoke goal scorers, and it gets even better. Because you had uh, <laughs> Mame Biram Juve scored twice. Yeah, than Walters. Tom and Charlie Adam? Charlie Adam, Stephen yeah, yeah. Zonzi and Peter Crouch. What an incredible list of goal scorers.
0: Oh, mate, Crouchy doing that against Gerrard as well. That's so funny. That's oh, so I know. Funny. Oh, Gerrard did hate. score
3: in his, his Swanson Swan game, but it's always going to be remembered for Stoke absolutely battering them. But that
0: and the, and the sending off against Man United, which was also hilarious.
2: That Stoke Liverpool game is like the ultimate. You know, not hear the commentators say, "Oh, they've not read the script here." Stoke yeah, had that is torn the, the script like, up and yeah. set it on fire. They were having none of it.
3: See, everyone forgot the narrative though, because they went in going, "Oh, it's Gerrard's last game," forgetting mm. Liverpool had to go and do it on a like cold Sunday afternoon in Stoke. So,
2: did, did Gerrard score for Liverpool? my I right in thinking? Yeah.
3: Yeah, Ricky Lambert got the assist just to somehow oh, make I this game worse. That's what <laughs> so, I mean. This is
0: this is still like that's the great thing about Gerard retiring when he did is it was during the Liverpool banter years. You know, yeah. you had the three all at Selhurst Park, the Gerard slip, all of that, where they were actually becoming a good side, but for some reason they still had a sh in them.
3: And six and one at Stoke. It had been fifty two years since Liverpool had let in six in the league. Wasn't it their highest, league, like, it's their
0: highest they've been down at half-time ever in the Premier League? I think so, and
3: it, it meant Stoke finished up on their highest ever Prem points total as well.
0: Nice.
2: <laughs> All at the cost of Gerrard's, in the last waning days of Gerrard's career.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we say goodbye to a Barclays Premier League legend and what an extraordinary way for Steven Gerrard to bow out a goal,
2: but in Liverpool's biggest ever Barclays Premier League defeat. A dreadful day for Liverpool, conceding six goals. Stoke City, absolutely outstanding. What's the
0: craziest game you've watched?
2: I, honestly, I think the, the Chelsea-Man City game from last weekend was oh, unbelievable. <laughs> like that on was that, yeah. so good. Yeah, That was the football at its finest. Either that I think... or another Man City one, when they beat Real Madrid 4-3. Oh, mate, that was crazy. Oh, yeah. I think it was the last Madrid season's beat them. Champions League. Yeah, oh, and the season was... before, yeah. when
0: Madrid beat them. and uh, mate, some... that Recently, like you could go back and say one of the craziest games of all time is that World Cup final we've just watched. Yeah, I, I
2: think that's yeah, true reasons to call it streets,
0: won't forget. One no, and part... And
3: it being a World Cup final is a bit
0: yeah, it's a it's bit like, too
3: good.
0: It's like the Barcelona yeah. PSG game. You know that that that's too high in a standing for this. Oh yeah. yeah, I think one World Cup game that is
2: absolutely straight. It's won't forget. I, maybe because of the time that has elapsed now, but is of course Brazil won Germany seven. That that's oh, yeah, in my mind God, yeah. until the end of time. It yeah. was just you were you were watching it. You, watching it and storm you of couldn't of- believe. Yeah, you couldn't
0: believe what you were seeing. Like uh, Ghana, uh, Ghana, Uruguay—that kind of like you've witnessed something on a pitch. You're like, "What the fuck is happening?" Yeah,
2: I think that I think the high stakes nature of the World Cup uh, throws up the games like this, where you see the very best of football. Oh, what, it's what's the, the one...
3: ultimate magic of the cup thing, though, isn't it? it where really you take is, it from yeah. that league.
0: What's the one where Manus, Manus got sent it. off, Dan? Oh,
2: was it the Battle of Nuremberg?
0: The Battle of Nuremberg. Yeah. yeah.
3: When there were like eight players on each team by the end of it.
0: Yeah. But how many... That red was cards a
3: great game. I want to
0: say there was no, like a... Hang on. Manish didn't get st-
3: off. Oh, I thought Manish got the winner. Oh, Manish got the winner. Yeah, I knew he Manish did something. got the winner in the Battle of Nuremberg, which is a yeah. mad satan- sentence to World state. Player,
2: yeah, there were four red cards, 16 yellow
0: cards.
1: <laughs> 16? <laughs>
0: 16 yellow cards. And four reds. That's ludicrous. See, what a game that is. Yeah, that what one
2: definitely that definitely goes forgotten. I think maybe... Yeah, that's this one for the
3: Brexit ball purists,
2: that. Yeah, I think it maybe goes forgotten because of, you know, the Dutch being involved again in that horrifically dirty final against Spain in
3: 2010. Yeah. I said, no, don't, there's nothing wrong with just kicking someone in the heart, mate. It's fine.
0: Okay. <laughs> the,
3: other, the other one to reference...
0: Kind of uh, international games, I think, goes unforgotten is Greece in the Euro two thousand and four final. You love this. You always bring this up. No, it was a great tournament to be fair. And then and you it's got
2: Ronaldo. Probably, probably the first major tournament I I remember. Actively remember. Yeah, mm. I remember
0: oh two the World Cup, but 04, 04 I definitely remember more vividly. But what a final that was! It's it's
2: probably the ultimate underdog story, that isn't it? Yeah, it's like Denmark, isn't it? That when
0: they won it,
3: yeah, they didn't didn't even qualify,
0: did they? Exactly, (laughs) they bought the permit off South (laughs) African. Oh, that was good. I like that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We've also probably got to mention uh, Arsenal four Newcastle four, as as much as it pains me to say it.
3: Oh, it's the opposite of that, like the Reading one, isn't it? Where we're four it up, and we're like, ah, oh, no point watching the second half. Game's yeah, put to bed. Absolutely cruising.
2: Absolutely cruising. You, you really could have at the time. Unraveled.
3: You could have asked me to put any money on an Arsenal. Would I've been like, yeah, I'll put my house on it.
0: Yeah, you know what? I think that game is just a nutty, a nutty look at how different the Premier League can be between halves. Because they were absolutely dominating and then Newcastle out of nowhere go and score four. Was Alan Bardi the manager? Because then I'd argue I know exactly why it happened. It's the magic. Yeah, it's of the it has got enough time
3: to yeah. throw the water bottle option and it's just absolutely laid into it.
0: Crazy game. Yeah, Some massive comebacks
3: lose. like that. Yeah, and it was like their goal scorers were even worse because Joey Barton scored two pens, Leon Best scored and Shekhtiote got the other.
2: He would say scored a rocket if I remember rightly. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, I've I'd got also like to you. give a
2: Norwich game a shout out. The, was it four oh, three against yes. Liverpool?
0: The four three against Adam, Liverpool. Yeah. And Adam Lallana scored that last minute winner. Yeah. It, it, I was on, was on my way to like, uni that day. Watched it at the back of the car. Just like, what are we doing? <laughs> Jurgen Klopp broke his glasses, and that uh...
2: that that almost what? felt like the start of the Klopp era that game. Like, oh, I don't know why, that. but. It just sticks in my mind as one of his first games as Liverpool hey, manager. Were you were you winning at one point? Like, yeah, we were. I think we were winning margin.
0: twice. Bloody hell! Oh, I think we were way, two one yeah. up and then three two up as well. Uh, not three, yeah, three two up. Yeah. I
3: That's mean, to be fair, we have no right to win
0: that game. <laughs> so, fellas, I think I've actually got one of the greatest streets won't forget games on a personal level for us three. And I think it crosses off the bucket list as well because I always wanted to be there for an underdog winning the FA Cup and we got the one is 2-1 versus Villa. <laughs> and I think, as a personal note, I think that was one of the greatest treats, won't forget, games. Uh, one of the best days of my life. I, Unbelievable. Uh, such a, such it, a good night with the boys we'll beforehand.
2: And then to have that to round off the weekend was just... and brilliant. the bet. i <laughs> oh, oh,
3: yeah. the bet. No, it was a it nice was... pick-me-up yeah, after an unspeakable night out the previous night.
2: You go on away day weekends, and there's always something that goes wrong, whether you have a horrific night out or you don't get the result you want. But everything lined up
0: perfectly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for you, not me. Yeah, well. up outside a police station. Oh, but that made it so much
3: better. <laughs> You're like, you've got to stop the car, mate. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, my God. I've, I've got seen, to
2: yeah, I've seen a lot of sad in his... images in my life, but him standing outside Villa Park looking down at the sick on his shoes was one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever seen in He's holding
3: a bottle of Coke, but they've taken the cap off him because you obviously <laughs> can't break it in. <laughs> I'm
0: the bets of uh, Stevenage 2-1 against Villa to the bookie behind
3: the... <laughs> Shields looking yeah. at me
0: like I was dead.
3: That's why that game <laughs> you know deserves to be My mate finding out when we got to the ground because he asked for his ticket too late. He was up for like the tier above us. <laughs> 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 oh
2: god! On his own, we're there having the time of our lives, and he's too random. You Pier-
0: just <laughs> side of him. Pier- personally, people will have so many streets won't forget games that they went to for those kind of
3: reasons. Oh percent. Oh, I was
2: I was, was going to pose you the question: What is the most streets won't forget game you've seen live? Like you've been at the stadium for? Is is it that?
3: It's probably that.
0: Or it's, it's gotta be it's, that. That's one there's of the
3: ones I can think of. They're not as good as the first
0: Day one, Wooly. For you.
3: Well, uh, there's that. The one that I'm thinking of is the one where. Oh, who was it? Um, Calvin Zola at halftime. The Calvin Zola at halftime. The Ben Kennedy flying <laughs> punch. The oh, the Did kid it who moment? was like. Yeah, it was, they, some of them combine into a full game, but nothing's yeah. going to come close to that. But, the for the context one. we were playing south end
2: at home if i remember rightly we were yeah and before the game there's there's so much this we may as well go through it quickly before oh, yeah. the game the stadium announcer asked one of the mascots who is your favorite player and her response was calvin zola and i promise you he'd not played a game that season okay <laughs>
3: <laughs> then the we, game, stood in, because... we stood in the stand going i forgot he even played for us let alone yeah.
2: But we're, we'll come back to Calvin Zola shortly because the game then starts and it was just a bit chaotic, like, end-to-end. End. I want to say we were 2-1 up and then Simon Walton decided to give away a penalty by just laying on the floor and somebody falling over him. <laughs> by this yeah. point... The, it, I want to say this was, like, late January, early February. And by this point, the pitch had turned into something from the Battle of the Somme. Like, it, it, there was no grass left. It and was then,
1: just...
2: Bad. Yeah. And then with about... 15 minutes to go, Ben Kennedy, who was at the time an, an academy player, came on, as did Calvin Zola for his first game of the season. <laughs> and they won the game for us. And it was the most poetic thing ever.
1: <laughs> Just and the, oh, the, the Dean
2: Parrott handball, to, to describe the scene for you, where the rugby player charges down a kick and blocks it with their hands above their head, Dean Parrott did that and it. everybody in the stadium saw it Except the officials, and they <laughs> gave the goal. Well, it oh, it was it's brilliant! Absolutely brilliant.
3: Uh, the inverse of that, I feel like if it had been given against us, there would have been the most piss boiling moment I've ever seen in a football stadium. But the fact yeah. that it was for us, love it. Favorite yeah, memory.
2: I also love the streets. I forget games you go to where you remember it because they were so distinctly. Like, i.e., Salford away. And do you remember the game against Northampton years ago, Ben, where we didn't have a shot on target and Andy Bond got sent off within about
3: five oh, minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not as bad though as we did Warsaw away. Not last year, year before. Oh god. Before. And we'd driven up there, like spur of the moment thing, we decided the night before. <laughs> we get there. We've just had like the most mediocre lunch and pint I think I've ever had. I knew I knew we, I knew the... we
2: were gonna lose the game when we were sat in a harvester having a pint and a burger. This that's yeah. not
3: how away they should go. <laughs> and we got into the ground. They were like, okay, you know this might pick up. And the manager comes over and he goes, lads, you've really got to back the keeper today. Like really get behind him. <laughs> and nothing instills fear oh, in you as can. Like having the manager come over and ask you specifically to support someone. Like, mate, I was planning on doing it anyway. He's on our team. Not know, if we check so it's, who's playing.
2: He's supporting a player, but uh, the player who you want to have the most confidence in on the pitch.
3: Yeah, like, and then we he we, we find out who it is, and it's a guy who was in his second stint at Stevenage, and he hadn't played a game in like a year and a half. Yeah. So, so we, we to each he,
2: other. Sasha was that it? Yes, yeah,
3: Sebastian. Yeah. Yeah. Got,
2: got released because he wasn't good enough, and then when they couldn't get a second choice goalkeeper in, they re-signed him like three months later. He was f- huge which does not he was, to start with. So, yeah, he,
3: was. he was huge and then the game played out it was as dire as we thought it would be and we drove back in like utter silence
1: <laughs>
2: and then we got unbelievably drunk if I remember rightly I
3: we, did we did get unbelievably drunk, the drunk of, yeah.
2: The we
1: On the the yeah oh man
2: What time to be alive? Not really. It's Walsall. (laughs) I actually ended up back in Walsall the other week when I went to see my brother in Birmingham. And it was a flooding back of just awful memories. (laughs) We
3: drove down one street and I remember turning to you and going, this is quite nice, this. And we turned down another and there was a pub where all of the windows had been smashed in and the doors were boarded (laughs) up. And we were like, oh, I see.
2: I promise you, going around the corner was like going back from the modern day to nineteen seventies Britain. It was genuinely terrifying.
3: Yeah, I didn't I know what I I a car.
2: I thought you drive driving the Delorean. Like it was like jumping that far back in time.
3: Oh man! And there were people giving out COVID jabs in the car park just to <laughs> add to the strangeness of the memory. If I remember
2: rightly, they didn't. Ha- they only had cider as well. There was no beer.
3: Yeah, I think so.
0: Oh, yeah. that's even worse, because you get the I worst know. headache of your life. To be
3: fair, I'd have taken the cider over the carling we had at Stoke. I so. was going to say, so would
0: Vegas you rather have had or
2: cider? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You've got to love it away, Dave. They are the best. Right, well, let's move on to the end of episode quiz. Since we were talking about Streets Don't Forget Games, I thought it was only right... Of course, starting eleven from a streets won't forget game. Here we go. The game is Brazil one, Germany seven on the 2014 World Cup. Ben, would you like to kick us off, please?
3: I would, and I know exactly who I'm going to say because I can still see David Luiz's face.
2: (laughs) (laughs) David Luiz. Was Brazil captain that night? That is a correct answer. Oh, and it makes
3: it so much better. (laughs) Oh god, (laughs) I hate him so much.
0: I think I remember the goal scorer or the man picking up the ball. I think I remember it being Oscar. Oscar did in fact score the goal. That is a correct answer. Thank you. I remember the image of him running back. You don't mate it's (laughs) seven nil.
3: Just (laughs) leave the ball in the net and go home. Come on, go home. Yeah, honestly. I think this was Miroslav Klose's last World Cup as well, wouldn't it? You would be so I think
0: correct. it's
3: correct. I'm going with Closer. Get it.
0: I remember a really good goal by André Schürrle. André Schürrle
2: was a substitute. And you've remembered correctly because he was a used substitute.
1: Ooh,
2: I think he's called a volley or something, like with his left foot.
1: I mean, he uh, yeah,
2: no, I've remembered what happened. He came on at half time, and uh, the Germany manager—I want to say it was uh, Jürgy Love. It must have been, right? Must have been. Yeah, told surely. them do not humiliate them in front of their own people. And within minutes of coming on, Andre scherler smashed in a volley
3: <laughs> to make it <laughs>
2: <up> six <six-nil>. 0 <laughs>
3: Oh, what a that's, a, that's a questionable thing to say as a manager. Like, yeah, there's a respect element to it.
2: Do not humiliate them in front of the country. I, oh, if you sat there, you're absolutely thinking, right? Let's kill them. Let's have this over. Yeah, with. I'm going
3: to head kick every opportunity as soon as he says that.
0: It's <laughs> not playing FIFA strike. Like, I'm not only humiliating the team, I'm humiliating the fans at this point. Like, <laughs> you're paying money.
3: You're paying money to watch me just. Sh- your nation oh hitting them with like the the shush the I can't hear you every goal <laughs> oh yes
0: just straight t straight t Yeah,
3: <laughs> run oh, like as far along the edge of the pitch as they'll let you before you the tell you to stop all. yeah, <laughs> yeah <they had laughs> right, back to you Ben
2: let's <laughs> stop um, really
3: Brazil again I'm gonna say Thomas Muller
2: Thomas Muller is a correct answer
0: yeah nice so I think this Germany team was pretty set in stone. Yeah, I'm I mean... gonna have. Well, I'm gonna have
2: Manuel Neuer. Manuel Neuer. Rogue when they didn't play him at a World Cup semi final, isn't it? Yeah. He <laughs> is of course cat, a correct answer.
3: I was waiting for the. Well, they. Yeah, it is because they actually played to Stegen. But this is too early for
2: him. <laughs> I think just Stegen would have been there.
3: Uh, there's no way he's starting no. though. would have been
2: there. Yeah, feller was there. He was on the bench. Maybe Kevin Traut wasn't used. Um, I'll find out for you while uh, while Ben takes his next guess.
3: Ah, uh, Philip Lahm. Philip Lahm. Yeah, but there's there's two potential places he could have started here as well. What a great shout! Nah, he only played right back
0: from Germany, surely. I'll, give, I'll, I'll let you take a life off Harry if you can tell
2: me where he started.
3: Oh, in that case, it sounds like it's going to be CDM.
2: <laughs> he did start and he was at right back. <laughs> oh. um, I'll take
0: the point. I will have Tony Cruz. Got Tony Cruz. I
2: may have put him on the bench in uh, the start one bench on start one but he did start for Germany in this game. As so they didn't have dunk. Fabregas that's why, night. Uh, <laughs> for, the, for the Germany substitute goalkeepers it was Roman Weinfeller and Ron Robert Zela. Oh!
3: Um, You'd be forgiven yeah. for forgetting Zela to be fair. Yeah. Absolutely. The rare hyphenated first name though. You'd love to see that. Ron Robert. mm Mmm. Um, did Messer Özil play for Germany in this game? We definitely didn't play for Brazil, so <laughs>
2: <laughs> Mesut Özil is a correct answer. Whoa. Um,
0: Jerome Boateng, Jerome Boateng.
2: who's he playing for these days What he's dropped off the face of the earth
0: isn't he in... mm. I thought he was at like some Serie B side or something like that that's, that's a fall off and a half if
2: so I can tell you where he was playing in 2014 though it was that centre back for Germany
0: against Brazil As a correct answer thank Gosh. you like maybe he's at Lecce with um, Samuel M. Titti. oh he's at I'm Leon. have completely forgotten about him as well Oh, he, nice.
3: Leon?
0: he was at Leon. Oh, he's a free agent. Yeah, he was at Leon.
3: Oh, get him at Skelmersdale.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think he might demand a bit too much money for their budget. I'm going to be honest.
3: Now, <laughs> one meeting with Chimbonde, on board. Um, I'm going to say Marcelo.
2: Marcelo is a correct answer get it.
0: I've actually just remembered a good one. 2014 World Cup big fat Fred up top. I was about to say
2: oh in yeah cold, in the cold light of day it is absolutely no surprise that Brazil <laughs> lost 7-1 because this team is <laughs> Okay Fred was up front is a correct answer. <laughs> oh mate <laughs> the, the, people thought they were going to win that World Cup. Didn't Neymar get injured in the... At some point. Oh,
0: he's giving it away. Come on, I knew Neymar was out, man. Yeah, he did his back.
1: Hmm.
3: This is a long time for thought, Ben. It is. Because... I'm sitting there. I'm like, I, I, can't, I can't think of this other Germany center. Off. So I'm just going to take a punt at Brazilian players. We haven't got a Brazilian goalkeeper, have we? That's who I was no. going to guess.
2: Um, also, as for the substitutes, there are three use substitutes for both teams, but obviously you've already got one for Germany with Andre Schurrle. Thank you. Was it Julio Cesar in goal? Julio Cesar.
0: Is a correct answer. Yeah. Nice. I'm going to take the other centre back and go with Mats Hummels. Oh.
2: For I think I've got the like, Germany team. For a moment, my brain went, wait, for Brazil.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Mats Hummels is a correct answer. This is good, boys. This is good.
0: Doing well. I vividly oh. remember this game
3: Yeah, Bastian Schweinsteiger The pig-mounter
2: is a correct answer Nice Um, I'll have his partner Sami Khedira. Oh, we're flying now, boy Sami Khedira is a correct answer You've got one outfield player left for Germany
3: Oh, because they played like three centre-backs, didn't they? Yes, but can you remember who the centre-back at left-back was? Oh, he... What's his name? Howardes, Howardes, The blonde bloke that played for Schalke.
2: Benedict for-, Howie- for a clean sweep of the Germany starting 11, Benedict Howardes is a correct answer.
3: Oh, boys!
2: So, you have remaining... You have Brazil a right back and a center back. You have two mid two central midfielders and two wingers and then three you substitutes and for Germany you have two you substitutes left.
0: Um I will say Ramirez. Ramirez
2: was a substitute. Ooh.
0: He was a used substitute. That is a correct oh, answer. Who the f- is he on the bench? <laughs> I swear, he had some really good centre midfielders at this time as
3: well. Well, if you can guess them, you might find out. You know when one is—it's obvious, but you think because it's obvious and no one said it yet. Yes. Yeah. I'm overthinking it now. <laughs> I know. Come on. Come on. Yeah, I've got three lives. Danny Alves. Oh see, I don't think he started.
0: He might have come on. Danny Alves was a substitute. Surely he comes on though.
2: He was an unused substitute. That oh. is an incorrect Ooh. answer.
0: That is you down a life, Ben. 3 2 to Harry. I think starting a right back is Mike on. Mike on? Because he played all group games, I think. Is a correct answer. Mm. This isn't the year they had North Korea, though, is it? That was 2010. That was 2010, yeah. Yeah.
3: I've got one idea I kind of just want to say to piss Dan off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did William play? <laughs> oh, please.
2: Are you going to be more pissed off when this backfires? <laughs> well, and I lose a life for it, yeah, probably. William was a substitute. Oh, f-
0: it was a used substitute. No. Oh, oh yes, <laughs> that's a good thing he's done. What, I, what what gives me pleasure is knowing that because they lost seven-one in front of their own fans, Dan definitely would have given William a zero again. <laughs>
2: He gets a zero to the end of time. he can't do anything to redeem himself.
0: <laughs> is that remember when you had a quiz question? It was what is William's average rating that I've given yeah, him? It <laughs> was,
2: yeah, it so was yeah. So it was like 15, fifteen games into the season. What was the average rating I'd given William in the player ratings? And it was three. It
1: was
3: <laughs> like that. Oh.
2: The thing is, I was not unjustified to give him an average three rating because he was. Oh
3: yeah.
0: Um. I will have Fernandinho, please. Fernandinho?
2: He's just started saying random Brazilian names now. Things you'll have to see. (laughs) Is a correct answer. He started in midfield. Nice. So for Brazil, you now have a centre-back, a central midfielder, and two wingers, and a used substitute. And for Germany, you have two used substitutes.
3: Uh if we go in the random Brazilian Hulk <laughs> on either wing or for Germany, I don't care where.
0: You're the starting centre back for Brazil, mate. Oh yes. <laughs> him and Yakubu <laughs> Hulk
2: man who married his own cousin
3: <laughs> Is a correct answer. <laughs> Isn't it him who married the Miss Brazil?
1: I wasn't expecting him to drop that and then
3: divorced (laughs) her and married the same one from two years later no that was Eminike who um, married three Miss Nigerias in a row that was Eminike, wasn't it he has a
2: street in Nigeria named after him so fair enough
0: fair enough (laughs) um oh I'll have a punt but he might have started on a wing so I think it's Pretty safe. I'll have Paulinho.
2: Paulinho. One of the Tottenham seven.
0: The infamous Tottenham seven. I think he's either in centre mid or wing. But he was sat on the bench. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Did he
2: get off the bench? He did come on. That is a correct oh, answer. Oh, the that. Well, right, that's all the subs gone. You've got a centre back... Central midfielder and a winger, and then the two Germany substitutes.
3: I think I've got a Germany sub.
1: Ooh.
2: Go on.
3: And I think I know why I remember him. Was it the big f-ing German? <laughs> per Matazaka
2: is a correct answer.
3: Oh, oh yes, did. love Come that on. For him.
2: Uh, do you know what uh, I wish they'd have been braver and when they thought we need to put a left back at centre back they'd have put Per there or oh, sorry centre back oh, and left back uh, I would have loved that can you imagine him charging down the wing
3: oh, mate, not a single far post
2: cross
0: big damn Burden just before he was cool yeah Um, I'll have a punt at the sub as well I'll have Mario Götze. Mario Götze.
2: Of course, scored the winner in the final. As a did sub, he get on...
0: that's what I mean. Logically,
2: did he get on the pitch in the semi-final? He was, of course, a substitute. He was an unused substitute. You uh, are down to two oh. lives each.
3: we got a Brazil centre back, right? Yes, I remember him playing for Brazil. Is it Dante? If it is,
0: no wonder he lost 7 1.
3: So I can remember him playing for Brazil, and it must have been this game.
0: <laughs> is a correct answer.
2: <laughs> yeah, Thiago Silva was suspended, so him it was him and Neymar that were missing, and that was uh, used as the excuse for this 7 1 embarrassment.
3: And, like, there's some truth to that, but also. Come on. Like, come on, boys. <laughs> yeah. I'll have a punt
0: at the sub again. Go I'll go Julian Draxler.
3: So I can't be Julian... mate, he was too busy sorting out his Arsenal move.
0: <laughs> Julian
2: Draxler. Is a
0: correct answer. He was the Ooh. other substitute. I'm just gonna start whittling off Germans that I'd
3: expect to see on a bench. So Well that is all the Germans, isn't it?
0: Yep, a Brazilian
2: central midfielder and a Brazilian winger left.
3: Oh, oh. It's the centre mid, Luiz Gustavo. Oh, what a shout. Luis With Gustavo. His <laughs> I've got
2: an answer if it isn't. Luiz Gustavo. Luiz <laughs> <laughs> Gustavo is a correct answer.
1: Ah!
0: We have one man left. I was going to say Hernanes please don't forget in his own right is that the answer you're locking in? no oh I think he's I thought he was at centre mid Douglas Costa
2: Douglas Costa was not even picked for the Brazil
3: squad for the tournament that is the incorrect Uh. answer I mean it's right mate from the looks of it they didn't pick their strongest team anyway so (laughs) Bit of a baller Douglas Costa as well You absolutely know who this is (laughs) I I think I do Oh unless it's him He's the most random Brazilian man I can think of Oh It's a winger I was going to say Luis Adriano but that's not right Got nothing else. We'll go with him. I know it's not right. Luis Adriano is an incorrect answer.
1: Yeah.
2: I've got two men in my head. Is it, you're on your final life as well. Yeah. We're, we're both on a life each, so if we.
0: I'm going to uh, go with a we, man. We could
2: go to a tiebreaker here. I'm going
0: to go with a man who has experienced the Everton boo. I'm going with Bernard.
2: Bernard. He experienced the Brazil boo on that night (laughs) because he started at right wing. That is the correct answer. I had
0: a feeling, Willie, it could have been Michel Bastos, but I thought, no, way too late. Nah, that's way too late for him. Yeah, some of
2: the players on the bench who, uh, who were unused subs Lucas Podolski. Oh, um, oh man, Christoph Kramer, who obviously got knocked completely unconscious in the final.
3: It was not like um, seven minutes in as well. Poor yeah,
2: Hernandez was on the bench but didn't come on. Joe, uh, the striker, was on the
0: bench and didn't come on. Hey, and Wally, do you know who I think line. is there that we both have a little bit of a thing for? Uh, hang on a second, dear. Is it, is it Ron Robert Healer? No, it's Kevin um, Yeah, Kevin Groskiewicz as well. Yep. The most average Eric man Derm. you've ever see
2: Oh, Eric Dunn. Eric Dunn. What happened to him? Would you like a tiebreaker? Yes. Oh, go on then. Okay, to decide the winner. Thomas Muller opened the scoring. But in what minute of the game did he score the opening goal? Can you both st- text me an answer? and the closest person will win. One of you is four minutes away, and the other one is three minutes away. Oh! How do we do this every time? Ben, you answered seven, and Harry, you answered 14. No. The
1: answer Thomas Muller scored
2: in the 11th minute.
1: No. Oh, it's the
2: 11th! is <laughs> the winner! Well done, boys. Really good stuff there.
3: The 11th! I, oh. I, want to, I want some VAR checking done. What sane man is thinking of Bernard in a quiz? I remember I, a period yeah, for,
2: honest, for, I think he, he was Shakhtar. one of my first answers, yeah.
0: Yeah, I remember when he was at Shakhtar, he got a lot of game yeah, time. so
3: many Shakhtar banter lads to work your way through. That oh, but that, what do that, you I don't think about the
2: memorably bad Brazilians from that tournament? It's the
3: fact he used to come on
0: for like Neymar or Hulk maybe, and then when Neymar yeah. got injured, they had to play him.
2: I think there was the whole thing about who would start in place of Neymar, and Bernard was the sacrificial lamb, unfortunately.
3: Yeah, That's a you know, logical choice.
2: Yeah. Well, that was another episode of the Streets Don't Forget podcast. Thank you very much for listening. If you haven't already, please give us a five star rating on Spotify. It really helps us out. Uh, if you want to tell us your favourite Streets Don't Forget game, your memories of Germany's 7 1 win over Brazil, please email us. It is the Streets Don't Forget podcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, that is SWF underscore pod, or on Instagram or TikTok, which is the Streets Don't Forget podcast. Boys, thank you very much for joining me.
3: Pleasure as always.
2: Keep
0: Andy Kaz in, mate. He's changed it. He's gone for something different.
3: Yeah. I'm Kaz a man. bit concerned about doing an Andy Kaz consists of, but I guess <laughs> we'll find out. Just we'll keep, keep doing it, mate. Just keep <laughs> doing. We'll what find doing.
2: out next week. See you then.
0: Gera can hit them. did.
1: David Villar!
0: Great finish! He's done just that, he scored! Curinho's done it! Nkubu making another glimpse of goal here!